Today on Lockdown Red Wings, which invitee to the Prospects Tournament really showed off? You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for WWJ News Radio 950. Well, Scotty is a freelance journalist for the Detroit News and host of Lockdown Red Wings. And Scotty, we're finally back to five episodes a week because starting from this weekend, this past weekend, we have content every single day to cover with prospects tournament, training camp, and then preseason all the way launching into the regular season. I'm so pumped, man. I'm so pumped. There's like a... Uh, I, well, first off, this is the most excited I've been going into a Red Wings season in a, a plethora of years. And I like the stuff leading up to a prospect tournament is one of my favorite things they, they do in the calendar year. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm really pumped for not only us to be back five days a week, but indirectly because that means that there's Red Wing stuff to talk about five days a week. Yeah, I completely agree, man. It's it's an exciting time. Um, obviously, as well, I probably sound different. That's because I caught a cold over the weekend. I'm over the worst of it, but if you see me, if, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see me coughing a lot. I'm going to mute myself so you won't hear it. But uh, yeah, that's why my voice is a little bit different. Be better, man. Be like. Better physically feel better or like be better than i am at hosting no 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 you're a great host just like be better and don't get sick oh oh okay so you're still insulting me in the end yeah 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 yeah. thanks (laughs) (laughs) oh there he goes don't make me laugh (laughs) all right so Thank God we have games to cover, which is just an amazing feeling. We haven't had that in so long. And I was able to catch all of the game against Columbus and about half the game against Dallas. And first of all, that game against both the games were exciting games. The one against Dallas was a back and forth game. And the one against Columbus was just an absolute domination, which was super exciting. But we'll start with the the game that happened first. Uh, The game against Columbus Blue Jackets. And I mean, I think the first thing we got to address, Scotty, is Piercy. I mean, yeah. Piercy went out there as a camp Story invitee. Of the weekend, honestly. Yeah. Piercy came out there as a invitee to camp and scored four goals in that first game. He was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, he was phenomenal. It's like he was, he was, it was so impressive to me how he was able to like Bob is weave Bob and weave his way Bob weave. through Bob is weave Bob and weave his way through the defense in like so many different ways like he was literally just carving people up like it was just it was so it looked so easy like it looked so easy and it was it was you know again that's not a oh my goodness he's you know some unreal like canvas prospect now because of one game but like it was really fun to see and he looked really good. Like it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was for like really fluky kind of goals like that, you know, good, good setups all around. I don't know. I, it was, it was very fun to watch and it was definitely uh, something that made me, you know, obviously excited to see him play again. Yeah. I, 
so the thing about the prospects tournament is for about half the guys on the team, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. For sure. Like Simon Edvinson, for example, the prospects tournament isn't a whole lot of anything. You think half? What? You think half? That was just me, you know. I just looked too much into it. I was I was trying to think of like what that number actually is. Yeah, I don't know what the number actually is, but maybe a quarter. But like for Simon Edvinson, the prospects tournament doesn't mean a whole lot. So his his real it's training camp and then preseason where he really has to shine. But for guys like um, Piercy, who's just looking for at this point an AHL contract, you know, he has to to go out there and try really hard. And he he played really well. Obviously, you said you know how well he played carving up the opponent's defense, but you know he also just put himself in the right position at the right time. I mean, he's going up against some of the Columbus Blue Jackets' best prospects. (laughs) I mean, he scored a goal in front of the net against David Yurichek. Yeah. David Yurichek was a top five pick this past uh, draft. He and he was in front of the net with David Yurichek, and David Yurichek uh, either didn't have him covered or he was able to get out of coverage for a uh, cross crease pass and make it home. And that's how he got a lot few of his goals. He just hunkered down in front of the net and waited for a pass. And that's also where Cross Hannes came in because Cross Hannes in both of these games, Scotty, was phenomenal. Cross Hannes obviously being a second round pick of the Detroit Red Wings in 2020, and Man, I, I tell you, he's a prospect that I haven't followed a ton, admittedly, because my my focus has been on those Swedish prospects for so long because that's where a lot of our top guys are. But Cross Hannes, you know, at, on Friday's episode when we were doing the preview, you know, I started looking into him. Like, before we recorded, I started looking into him, the season he had. I'm like, oh, my God, he had a great season. And then watching him, like, this guy's a step above everyone else on the ice. Play like, maker. besides Kent Johnson in that Columbus game, he might have been the best player on the ice. He looked yeah, phenomenal. Dude. P- like had he he looked like i don't know why this popped into my head but you know in the bad boys like 30 for 30 documentary when they're talking to isaiah thomas and he goes the person with the ball is in control of nine other people on the court like that's literally what it felt like watching him like he just absolute like had everybody on a string it seemed like uh was really facilitating the offense extremely well racking up uh, assists and it, he looked really good and just absolute playmaker. Well, it's yeah, exactly. The moment he touched the puck, the entire game slowed down. And like, yeah. that was intentional. Like he was slowing down. He was, he had, his vision was phenomenal. Like he would wait and he would create space for his teammates to get open. He got, he got his though off too. Like he got his yeah. shots off too. It wasn't, you know, I'm not trying to make it sound like it was just, he, he went out there and, you know, was only looking to pass. Like he was, he was the perfect balance of like, right when you think he's going to pass, he's going to shoot, and right, right when like gonna aggressively shoot, patient. That's what yeah. I, that's a phrase I use all the time on Locked On Tigers is aggressively patient, and that's like a, a, pretty much what he personified. Like he he really was just again like pure playmaker in the sense of the best option is what he is going to execute, whether that's him taking a shot at the net or or dumping it off to somebody else. He looked really good. Yeah, I mean, that's how Pierce, he got a couple of his goals or just those cross-crease passes. So, yeah. uh, Scotty, who else stood out to you in this game? Um, I think Sebastian Kosa is somebody that I, I think is a really easy one to cover, too. I thought he looked really solid. Um, there, there's definitely a lot of strides and, and like improvements left until he reaches the NHL level, but that's not news or, or anything to anyone. But uh, I, I thought he it, – it's just watching him because we haven't been able to watch like hours of him yet. 
Uh, it's it's so incredible and clear that for he's so athletic for how big he is. Like he's he's such an athletic human being for being as as large as he is, and that was very apparent. And yeah, I really liked what I saw from him. Like I said, there's still a lot of uh, kind of like nitpicky small stuff in in that that I think he probably still needs to work on. But he's really young and still a long ways away. And um, yeah, I hope he's in Grand Rapids soon. Yeah, I think he I think he will be. I think Grand Rapids is where he's going to be this season. And yeah, it was think, really we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, for the doubters out there and no, I'm not one of them, but for the doubters out there, it had to have been re- reassuring to see him play so well against his peers, because yeah. that's really I mean, that's all you can ask for is him to dominate his peers because then he can take the next step. And so this just further proves that, yeah, he's ready for the professional step. He's ready to go to Grand Rapids and perform really well. And, you know, he didn't get like an entire game's worth look. So we didn't, we don't have a lot of tape to look off of. And again, it's prospect tournament suit. Exactly in half. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think it was like almost exactly 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. Cause he he got Sunday off. I know that. Cause it was him. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On Saturday's game. I think he got 30, 30. So, uh, yeah. Actually, it wasn't. I'm looking at the score sheet now. He got 30 minutes. He had eight, faced 18 shots and made 17 saves. He looked really, really good. Um, And then, well, well, we'll talk about Bednar when we get to Dallas Stars game. Love Bednar. But, yeah, Bednar's great. But yeah, I mean, he 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 looked really, really good. And I was really happy to see that because, I mean, it just proves that, yeah, this is a damn good goaltender. I mean, again, yeah. Kent, Kent Johnson. You got oh. guys like Kent Johnson. You got guys uh, like Matea Chuck. You got can we just say, like You have top-end prospects. Yeah, we, we don't have to, you know, break down the opponent's team too. But Kent Johnson looked unbelievable he, he looked nhl ready man yeah he and, and like that's a dude that that you know played for the college hockey team that i root for so like I, i've been following that kid for a while now he looked unbelievable and i'm super super pumped for him yeah i i'm extremely pumped for yeah. ken johnson because like i said just he was uh, that's why i said earlier second to ken johnson cross handis looked the best yeah ken johnson went out there and he that just looked, looked like it looked like he was playing NHL hockey where everyone else was playing juniors. Yeah. It was he, he did incredible. look like he was like when everybody else is playing at normal speed and he's playing at like like what it is one point five, yeah. <laughs> right? Like just it's a little bit a little bit different than everybody else out there. But yeah, uh, we'll wrap up this game against Columbus and move on to the game against Dallas coming up. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Bet Online. Let me get that overlay up. There we go. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment two, Locked on Red Wings podcast. We are talking about these prospect tournament games. And uh, the Red Wings won that first one against the Columbus Blue Jackets 5-2, to two, I believe. Let me double check that. Yeah, 5-2. to two. And uh, let's move on. I want to talk. You want to talk, briefly mention Soderblom before we talk about uh, yeah, Edvinson? Because so. I have some things I want to say about Edvinson, but that will transition us probably into the Dallas game as well. For sure, yeah. I, I think Soderblom, uh, I I. Watching him, I felt kind of similarly on how I feel about Sebastian Cosa. Like Soderblom had his moments where you were like, okay, like this is why he's 
here, this is why he's in the organization. This is why a lot of people are excited about him. But there was definitely some, honestly, I thought most of the things I thought were negatives, like, I don't know, I'm not going to be too negative on anybody in a, in a prospect tournament, but um, some of the, the things I circled as not great things were defensively. I, I didn't think he was like, he, he uses his size on offense. Like he, he did for, for both games, right? Like we saw it definitely on Sunday too. We'll talk about that, but no, like his, I, I thought his, the, the passing was good. I thought most of the offense was pretty solid, but I still think I expect him or I, I think that he should be really solid defensively, again, given the natural and, and like physical tools that he has. I feel like it's it, it should be defense should be something that should be a, a what's even the phrase I'm trying to think of should, should be highlighted for him. It should be something a strength for him. And I think that that's probably the only thing on Saturday's game specifically that Maybe I thought he he was a little slow to some areas, or um, just got flat out beat uh, sometimes. But I mean, the team as a whole looked so much better than Columbus that it definitely wasn't big, like circled, you know, like oh my goodness, he got cooked or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I mean, he looked solid, and and we'll we'll talk about him again on Sunday because he he looked he looked really solid. And that's obviously something that everybody wants to see solar bomb play as much as possible. So, well, that's the thing that can't be understated either is just how much they dominated the Columbus blue jackets in that game. When yeah. Columbus just the night before beat that, the, the St. Louis blues team seven to one. And uh, the Columbus, again, that Columbus blue jackets team might have the best top forward line in the prospects tournament. So, I mean, like yeah. in the end, you can't take away too much from these games. Like we're not trying to sure. say like, you know, whoever wins this tournament is going to have like the bestest and brightest future ever. Like, I mean, these are all really good prospect groups. Yeah, we already have that regardless of it, exactly the well, of these yeah. games. So, so it, it is. It is. You know, you try to look for things you can take away, but you also have to understand that you know, one three game, prospect yeah. tournament games. You can't really. Yeah. But speaking of trying not to take too much away from these games, I'm be honest. Simon Edmondson in these two games didn't really impress me too much, and I don't yeah. think that. I don't I I don't want to say it's not from lack of trying because I think it actually is from lack of trying. Um, <laughs> I think he was being very casual in those two games, and I understand why if that's the case. And I could be completely wrong. I could be looking way too far into it. But watching him play, it looked like he was kind of barely skating. Like I was watching him at least in the you know because of the game and a half that I got to watch, and I was just like, hmm, this is uh. Now, I wouldn't, I mean, again, I'm not going to say concerning. I'm not going to look too far into it. I think what happened here is Simon Edmondson realizes that the prospect tournament, for his sake, means probably very little. And he's trying not to get hurt ahead of the time because he really needs to play in Traverse City. Or not Traverse City. This is Traverse City. He really needs to play during training camp and preseason to impress. That's when he really has to try super hard. So him going out there, and that's one I said earlier in the first segment is like for some of these guys, the prospects tournament doesn't mean a whole lot besides it just being a fancy showcase, It'd be prospects versus prospects. So I, I feel like with him, he probably realizes that like this doesn't mean a whole lot for me. I need to really turn it on during training camp and preseason to show my stuff because I don't think Simon Edmondson, I don't think that he is a, a lazy player by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's just trying to play safe. And not that he played horribly either. I mean, in those games, he was a plus two in the game against Columbus. And uh, let me check here. In the game against Dallas, he was just a minus one and a five to four loss. So 
he didn't play horrible by any stretch of the imagination, but he definitely didn't play great. So I, I think it was intentional on his part. I think he knew his situation and he was just trying not to like we saw it last year with Jacob Vrana in the first day of training camp. Like he's just trying not to pull a groin immediately. Yeah, no. And I, I don't even know if it's, I, I mean, like, yes, it, it's obviously, you know, stuff off the pedals that you, you don't risk. You don't want to be the most aggressive player ever in the prospect tournament when you're trying to fight for a roster spot. But even, even just like you said, this game doesn't really mean these games don't really matter too much like I don't know if that's too dramatic to to just say like they don't matter but um the, to him they really don't they're not really that big of a deal so I I agree with you I mean he definitely we've heard about the skating for so long right like that's been the the thing that we've all that everybody has always highlighted with him and, and has been one of the biggest traits that that he carries that everybody is super excited about and we did not see any like elite level skating that is for sure yeah. like that that was not he was, a, it looked like he was taking half strides at times. yeah that, that was not a gear that was like activated during during this weekend he, he I, certainly did not reach that but yeah I, and, and honestly i don't think people are going around like huh that edvinson kid like stinks no, because you know what i mean like i I think the fan base kind of – I think everybody pretty much all realizes, hey, like this it's not really that big of a deal. This this tournament isn't that big of a deal, and it's certainly not to Edvinson. Um, I, I don't know. At some point, what do you just like start playing other people a lot more? That's a good question. I mean – that that's really again that's what this tournament is for right it's it's more for the guys who got invited trying to earn a contract right than it is like for would, these top end prospects so i, I mean is, i would yeah like this is clearly not going to change like that's why piercy was anyone's, on the top line right this is clearly not going to change anyone's opinion positively or negatively on edvinson so like at what point do you just go like okay we're going to give someone who's fighting for an ahl spot like a, a little bit more minutes and maybe take some away from Edmondson and not like he was playing, you know, 35 a night or anything, but I don't no, know. Yeah. So again, that's why I wouldn't even be surprised if management came to Edmondson and was like, you know, don't go out there and bust your hump. We don't need you to get hurt. I wouldn't be surprised if that was even a conversation that was had. So again, yeah. you just like, I'm sure we're not the only ones who notice this. People are probably like a little concerned. If you are, don't be, this was purely intentional. Edmonton's got a high motor. He was rookie of the year candidate last year in the SHL. He's very good. Judge, yeah, judge it on judge it on preseason games because then yeah. you're at then he's going to be fighting for a roster spot. He's going to be busting his behind in in those games. So wait, wait, yeah, wait to judge his performance specifically for those games rather than a prospect tournament that really doesn't mean a whole lot. Absolutely. Um, also, let's uh, well, let's get to our second break real quick because we're at 19 minutes. But then when we come back, we'll talk about the rest of the players in that Dallas Stars-Red uh, Wings game um, coming up. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings prod- podcast. almost said podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> what do you think that is? I don't know, man. <laughs> um, Dallas Stars versus Detroit Red Wings. That was a back-and-forth game if I've ever seen one. Uh, Detroit Red Wings had a great up- game to watch. Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, Stars ended up winning five to four. Doesn't matter. Who cares what the score is? You're looking at it was zero zero after the first. It was five to four final. That was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy. Um, 
let's go back to Cross Hannes again. I mean, he scored a goal in this game thanks to a beautiful um, pass from Elmer Soderblom, secondary assist, Simon Edmondson. Um, but a cross ice pass to Hannes, he got the breakaway and he buried it. He just continued yeah. looking really good. Yeah, man. I mean, like same sentiment as, as game one. He really looked like he was in complete control of what the wings were doing offensively. Like complete, everything was was run through him and uh, everything, well, seemed like everything he wanted to have happened, like happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was really impressive. He was very clearly the focal point of the offense and rightfully so given the how the offense looked in both of these games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jan Bednar also came out and was phenomenal. He played half the game, and he made 18 saves on 18 shots. And the Dallas Stars, guys, that Dallas Stars prospects team dominated that first half of the game. I mean, they kind of dominated the whole game offensive-wise. The Red Wings are in the defensive zone a lot. But Jan Bednar stood on his head, which is awesome to see because, you know, we we look at his stats uh, at World Juniors with, I think, his uh, team Chechnya is who he was with. I mean, it was a little, and that check net team's not as good as the um, all all of the other teams, but they're still a decent team. And he just didn't perform that well. I think he had like an eight fifty save percentage in that tournament. So for him to come out in the prospects tournament and dominate his peers in that period, first half of the game is is really really sure to see. And you know, he could be a solid AHL goaltender. I think. I hope so. I I I love I love Benar, man. I'm glad that we talked about it when the rosters came out. Like, I'm really glad that he. Uh, he got a spot on this team. I'm really glad he got some playing time. I I love it. And uh yeah, I'm I'm I thought the 30-30 split thing all weekend was kind of kind of fascinating, but um not not in a bad way. Just I don't know, unique. I guess if you want to make make sure that everybody's getting as much playing time as possible, that's the way to do it, but I don't know. I would have liked to see two periods out of Kosa and Bednar and instead of pulling them halfway through. I don't know. That's just kind of nitpicky. But yes, I thought Bednar looked really good. And I and I think for a team that over the last few years has struggled so much with organizational depth at goaltender, anything we can get there to, to increase the depth at that position, I'm going to be really happy about. So. Yeah, and he played good in the QMJHL this last year. He had a uh, 912 save percentage out there. So, you know, he's playing really well amongst his peers. It's just hopefully he can take that next step soon um, and really, really, you know, just get him in the Grand Rapids level, see what he can do. If he can, if he can make a name for himself as a, a fringe NHL backup, like I'd be really happy with that because we once once Coase is on board and Nadelkovich and Huso are gone, if they don't stay long-term, I mean, we we're going to need a backup, and I'd love to have one that we grew inside the farm. For sure. looked great. Um, he did. Other guys that looked great in that game was also uh, you got a great game out of Kirill Tuyatayev. Kirill Tuyatayev had one goal and two assists in that game, and also Soderblom had a goal. Going into it too, man. He he was like one of the guys that uh, really impressed at the very end of, uh, or just like over the summer, uh, everybody was talking about him, and the organization was was really high on him. I think. Boltman's article for the Athletic. Ow. He might. <laughs> it was a hard call. That was a hard. Um, I, I think. I think it was Boltman's article um, in the Athletic. He kind of talked about as him as one of the players to watch going into the tournament as well, just because of how impressed the organization was by him. 
uh, over the last whatever five six months. Yeah, he's been he looked really good. Uh, you had a goal from Soderblom, and I believe did Amadeus get one too? I think Amadeus got one. Let me double check. Yeah, he got an assist. So you got an assist from Amadeus Lombardi, who had a Soderblom great development plan. Nice. Huh? I thought I thought he looked I thought oh, he looked yeah. significantly the Soder I thought Soderblom looked significantly um sharper I guess yes I would agree I thought thought he looked way better on Sunday than he did on uh, or on Saturday than he did on Friday rather um I I I thought that he yeah I think sharper is the word I want to use he he looked way better it was way quicker to spots and uh yeah that the goal was great setup great execution well Edvinson had an assist as well but Albert Johansson let's talk about him for a moment because in that game against Dallas he actually played really well he had two assists he had a monster hit on Friday too yeah but he had a monster hit he did. on Saturday, and uh, he he finally turned it on. So, I mean, again, you can't take away too much from these games. Um, there are guys out here who are playing their hardest because they're trying to fight fight for a contract. There are guys out there who are just kind of, you know, like know that the prospects tournament doesn't determine their fate. So they're they're you know just out there having fun. Um, Andrew Oki, the third goaltender that the Red Wings are carrying um, in this prospects tournament. He uh, played in both games, played half the game in both games. He played in the first game, and he played he played fine. I think he allowed one goal. I think, what, on seven, yeah, sh- eight he, shots, he, he allowed six, one goal. Six goals on the weekend, and five of them were in the – he gave up all yeah. five goals in the Dallas game. Yeah, he looked good against Columbus, but not so sharp against uh, Dallas, and I imagine they given him – in Columbus, like, he faced, like, eight shots in a lot yeah. of goal. Like, it, you know, it wasn't like he faced, like, 20, whatever, like, eight, 15, 20 shots in that one. So, yeah, I mean – wasn't too like, I mean, and again, like he is one. He's one of the guys who's trying to fight for a contract, you know. Sure. So, but I'm also not too super worried about it. I mean, Dallas was all no, over the Detroit Red Wings in that game, so he also didn't yeah. get a lot of breaks. For sure, yeah. No, and, and and yeah, like at the end of the day, it's it's goalie organizational depth, and if one of him or Bednar ends up giving us solid depth at that position. That's kind of a win. We don't really need to hit on every single person that ever has played for us ever. So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like, yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Like certainly not writing anybody off over a weekend, but, uh, definitely not the, the greatest of performances. Yeah. But, Hey, again, prospects tournament. Don't take too much away from it unless it fits your narrative. As Scotty only would say. take, yes, correct. Only take away from the prospects tournament if it helps your narrative. And because it fits my narrative, Riley Piercy is going to be a Hart Trophy winner. <laughs> Evidence? No, he looks great. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, did. No, trend, he did. He's trending upwards, man. Invest in stocks now, man. Stocks are high. Stocks are high. <laughs> Is there anyone else before we wrap this up? Anyone else who stood out to you or you feel is worth a mention that we haven't mentioned? Um, I, I, I don't. Th- I think we covered everybody that I had circled. Um, yeah, I think we did. I, I just, I really cannot stress how good Cross Hannis looked. To be honest, yeah. Um, he looked great. I'm sure you've noticed if you're watching these games that Red Savage and Carter Missouri, along with the other NCAA players that the Red Wings have, have not were not at the tournament. That is because they went back to school. So that's why they weren't there. It's not because they weren't invited. So don't worry about that. They're doing fine. Red Savage is doing fine. 
Um, Carter, Missouri is doing fine. They're all just at school, getting an edumacation. Uh, any final thoughts? We ball. We absolutely ball. We'll be back tomorrow, five days a week, baby, uh, as we cover that final game of the prospect tournament the Red Wings are going to be playing in. They're going to be playing early on Monday, 11 a.m. against the Toronto Maple Leafs prospects team. So we'll have that for you guys on Tuesday's episode. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.